beautiful people and welcome back to another episode of Artistic State of Mind. I am Juliana, aka Jules, and... I am Chama, aka Chama. <laughs> there was no aka. There is no aka, yeah, yeah mate. Just, just straight to it. Um, welcome back. We are back in the building. Episode 13. Episode 13. Unlucky, unlucky number for some, yeah. if you believe in such things. Yeah, mm. Yeah, true. I do kind of believe in it, but not believe in it. But anyway, how's your week been? My week has been uh, uh, okay. No, do you know what? I want you to talk about how your week's been so that I can mention something about my week. In fact, something about today. So go on. Okay. Yeah, mention your week, please. Okay, my week. (laughs) I've just realized, I've just read the notes. Yeah, yeah, please, please mention it because I need to tell the listeners Um, my perspective of this. Okay, so my week has been great. Mm -hmm. Um, Not too bad. Making a few changes. Um, watching some great shows I've been Oh my god Please guys do not cuss me I think I need a social life And some friends um, I literally watch Four seasons of four. Yeah Four seasons of Line of Duty On Bro. Netflix In two days Wow I saw you tweeting About Line of Duty Yeah But I thought You meant season four No I mean four Four seasons Four seasons I started on Sunday And I finished today That's ridiculous It's ridiculous I And feel, I started season I finished season five ep, The two episodes of Season five I feel well. some kind of way When I watch one season Or something In a weekend Like wow Nah Four That's something else And that's, well, that's the reason Why I tell people Don't tell me to watch stuff Because what happens Is I don't sleep I'm always like I need to watch the next episode And then I don't end up sleeping And I'm like oh. You know the episode's Still gonna be there I know, but like I just need, need to know. I need to know. <laughs> Literally, that is me. But apart from that, mm-hmm. um, I was also in a great podcast <laughs> um, that came out about two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, called Just the Tip Pod. Um, it's hosted by Georgette, and we talked some interesting conversations. It's more like um, a sex kind of like podcast, but you talk about just like you and your experiences and stuff like that so you get to know me a little bit so if you want to go and listen and georgia is absolutely lovely and amazing make sure you go and listen to that it's called just a tip pod and the episode that i was on was called my church saw my video um so watch listen to that episode and you'll find out what the meaning behind my church saw that video is but yeah that's my week that's what i've been up to so I tried to listen to this podcast, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you right now, yeah. Okay, so Jules told me she's going on this podcast a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I blame myself because I know what the podcast's about. <laughs> and I, I listen, okay, listen. I don't consider myself like some prudish guy or whatever. Um, but I was not ready <laughs> A lot of for people- this content. A lot of people I was wasn't ready. not ready. I got some messages like, I was not Jay. ready. <laughs> Let me tell you this right now. I got 15 minutes in. And bear in mind, I think you didn't come into like six minutes in. So I'm like, do you know what? This podcast looks like it sounds fun. Sounds interesting. Um, and then like, what was it? I think you did some, some, what was it? Like initial questions or something. Oh yeah. And I was sitting there at work What's like, my gag reflex? Yeah, I know. So I was sitting there at work like, <laughs> I don't know. Sure, this is information. I'm not ready. Which I want to know about my, Juliana. About my ghost. So I'll listen to the podcast. Not your episode. I'm never listening to that. I'll listen to uh, episodes about other people because I feel like this is a good podcast. Sex positivity yeah. is a wonderful thing. Being able to talk about sex freely and stuff yeah. is a, an amazing thing. Uh-huh. I just did not need to know. So, so, this is, yeah. so 15 minutes in, I didn't even pause it. I just X the thing, you know, when you <laughs> just, just like, X what? the window and just close it, X the tab. I said, you know what? 
let's move on to something else. Oh, I didn't yeah. need it. The closest thing I think and explain is it took me back. You know when you watching movie and then sex scene comes on with your parent. Yeah, oh my it took God. me back to that feeling. I'm 27 years old. I haven't <laughs> felt like this for a long time. Was mm. I giving you auntie vibes? Or just like oh, oh, Juliana, I was. I was. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> other than that, yes. Other than that. Shocking experience Listen If you want to know A lot of stuff about Juliana I'm sure Go listen to it <laughs> Um, If you don't Apart from that Apart from the sex stuff There was a lot of stuff That I opened up about In regards to Kind of like Personal relationships And experiences I've been through So it is definitely It was a very Amazing safe space To kind of talk about My experiences in relationships And my experiences On certain things In regards to that So don't look at it I know at first That the whole Gagging reflex And wash your head game Like might scare you A little bit But the rest of the podcast Is is pretty awesome Obviously I doubt Our listeners Are really going to have The same reaction That me as your co-host Will Do you, you know what I mean well, you never Like know. there's this Depends on who our listeners are, isn't it? Because some people might be like, I just thought Juliana just talked about this. No, 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 no. I, I think I think I genuinely think most of our listeners will be okay with it and like okay. hearing uh, another side of you. I do think that's going to be fine for them. For me, no it was way. a no-no. It's a big no-no. <laughs> Apart um, from that, how's your week been? <laughs> do you know what? Okay, so I think the last four or five episodes, I've been saying the same thing. Oh, I'm so stressed. And I was. You know, I wasn't making it up. I've actually been... Um, yeah, feeling it a bit But the last two weeks I think I'm starting to practice Maybe the last few days Acceptance That you know what There's things I can't change There's things I can't do about I might not necessarily be happy with those things But I could also just accept it Rather than having all of this uh, Worry on my head all the I time Because it's been affecting my uh, my mood, my health So yeah I think it's been time To look at it from a different Healthier perspective And yeah, mm-hmm. it's actually I've actually felt felt good like for most of the day for the first time in a long time. So, good. Yeah, the things around me that are stressing me are still there. Like none of them are shifting. Just my perspective has shifted. And that's where you always have to start first, really. To be honest, yeah, shifting your true. perspective and then that kind of puts everything else slowly into place. Yeah, it if does. That makes sense. Yeah. So, and uh, kudos yeah, to that's, you. That's, that's been uh, it's been pretty nice. Good. Actually, yeah. So yeah, what's the downbeat? What's been happening? Uh so uh we're gonna kick it out. We are gonna kick it off with uh so this is the second time in this season that unfortunately we kick off with uh bad news. Um most of you listening will know that on the 31st of March, uh rapper Nipsey Hustle was murdered. Um Nipsey, who uh his real name, his birth name was uh Amias Joseph Askedom, uh was shot in front of his Los Angeles Marathon closing store um, and his injuries resulted in his death, according to police. Uh, he was a Grammy-nominated rapper, uh, an acute businessman. Um, so an example of his business sort of strategy was uh, he would price like his big tapes uh, at, pre- at a premium. So one of his big tapes was like priced at $100 and Jay-Z bought 100 copies. Uh, that was his Crenshaw mixtape. Um, then two years later, in 2015, he priced his mailbox um money makes say about a thousand dollars and his thinking was people who kind of care about quality and have the money will still purchase it kind of that luxury market Mm -hmm. mentality but it wasn't just about you know his exploiting uh, his music and exploiting business opportunities for self-gain he was known to um work hard and give back to his uh birthplace which is south los angeles which if you know anything about Los Angeles and South LA and California, you know, it is not 
the it's not Hollywood or mm. Beverly Hills. It's not the glitzy part of California that you want to go on holiday to. Um, and uh, his clothing store, you know, was located in that Crenshaw neighborhood where he employed uh, like local people. Uh, and sadly, it was at that shop where he was actually on the outside of that shop where he was actually murdered. Something I found out, which was super ironic, was the day after the 1st of April, he was actually meant to meet um, chief from the Los Angeles Police Department mm. to discuss uh, combating gang violence and um, uh, gang violence and uh, opportunities for young people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so he had obviously a positive standing as inspiration for black folk, and that's led to some conspiracy theories about his death, which we're not going to go into. No. Um, also, it must be like it must be stated that somebody's done good deeds in life; they've done questionable deeds. Um, and he did face backlash in 2018 for social media comments he made that basically uh, equated being gay and male to not being strong and the quote-unquote gay agenda, uh, some of which has popped back up since his uh, untimely death. And the only reason I mentioned that is because, um, like I said, I think it's it's fair to give, I don't think it's a bashing statement when it's something he actually said and believed and it's fair to give that balance because believe it or not they are actually black gay people who don't want to feel like they have to have a choice between being black and being gay because that's not how being black and gay being black and queer mm -hmm. works so you know it's i can see how some black queer people in particular can be conflicted about his legacy um but all in all um i think we both want to say that uh, he's survived by his two children and his long-term girlfriend um lauren london so uh, thoughts, prayers, and strength to all his family, and just may he so rest in peace. Yeah, man, it was pretty sad. Um, when I heard the news, it was actually quite funny, but not it's not funny. Let me scrap that. It was actually strange and coincidental because the night before, or I happened to have been watching his interview. Like I don't know too much about Nipsey Hussle. Mm. Um. And I happened to, like, you know, on YouTube, various videos pop up. Yeah, and it was yeah. the video, the GQ video with, with him, him and, and Lauren, Lauren London. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you you know, you, you fall asleep and you wake up. I woke up at four in the morning and I see on social media that Nipsey Hussle. I was like, what? Mm. I was like, hold on, wait a minute. I literally was just watching something where he was talking about, you know, his relationship with yeah. Lauren and it's stuff like that. It's a really cute like video, actually. And it's a super, super cute video. And I was just like, what is going on in the world? And then on top of that, I watched an episode of... Um, State of the Culture with Joe Budden, Scotty Beam, um, Remy Martin Jinx. And they were just talking about his documentary and all of that stuff. And they were just talking about his career and everything. And it just felt like, and they were talking about protecting him mm. and people like him are important in the culture and the hip hop culture and what he's doing and stuff like that. So I was just like, what is going on? So it is really, really sad that someone who is, someone who was helping their community mm has been taken away all of a sudden. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people are are, go, are affected by this, are going to be affected by this because, you know, a lot of the things that he had put in place in regards to helping his community, like I, I heard that he built, he was, he put together work um, space for mm -hmm. young people. Yep. Um, you know, like you mentioned, a lot of like ex-cons where he's... Um, were employed in his um, a lot of his um, 
shops and stuff like that. And I think he was building a, a um, he had a, a chain of, of a restaurant called Fat Burger, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So, so many things that he was input into his community. It just feels like a man who was just trying to help has just been taken away, you know. And it's just, it's quite sad to see that that has happened. And like you said, you know, you know, our thoughts and prayers are to his family and his loved ones and those people that are, are affected by this, mm-hmm. you know, because there's just a lot of stuff that you kind of think. And it, there's a whole nother conversation about gun violence and how it affects... A conversation he was going to have. Exactly. So it's... You know, it's just, yeah. Weirdly it's, ironic. Yeah, it? and it's yeah. just really sad. Yeah. Um, I guess make your legacy whilst you're here to make it is the only thing. Yeah. Life can be short. Definitely. Um, but moving along Moving along in other music news mm. um, <laughs> You can go into this I'll, I'll go into this I think Jules wants to keep her thoughts To herself on this one um, Go on Looks like you're about to talk No, no, no Okay, no, okay I'm waiting for you uh, to So Jay Huss is out of prison Officially Rumours have been floating around for some time He's out now Made an appearance at Drake's concert at the O2 It wasn't just an appearance It was like really uh, Aubrey made a lot of fanfare about it The stage was lit up In the words Welcome home The next day There was an Instagram post uh, On Jay Huss's uh, I think it was Instagram Whatever Social media That came out um, He is Four months into An eight month sentence For carrying a knife And this is what I Sort of Believe So about. he only did four months Yeah Yeah hmm. Very few people do their entire sentence anyway. Well, actually, I don't know the true stats, but he did four of an eight-month sentence. I read and everyone's on the crying BBC. about this. So here's anyway. here's the thing. Let's be honest. Knife crime, youth violence, uh, whichever term you want to use for it, is a hot topic conversation right now, particularly in London, particularly around young black men, which mm-hmm. Jay fits into all of those categories and is influential to all of those... Um, to that demographic Hence the huge furore About his release from prison Personally I do not believe In um, Heavy punitive measures For people Especially young black men Simply carrying knives He did not stab anyone He's not sentenced for um, A lethal Or fatal knife crime Not to say like carrying a knife is the right Thing to do But that's what He was sentenced for And For me The thing that is Most Telling about it Isn't just a celebration Of it But it's the fact that This is a young Black man Who's gone to prison For carrying a knife Come out And before People even knew He was out He's able to Almost like Continue his life uh, As he left it and not very many black men Well it's only been four months Have that opportunity <laughs> Listen All you need is one stint in jail um, I mean like Quotes have been coming out I think Akala said it on, on Akala was quoting someone When he was on Good Morning Britain Basically saying that Once you exclude a kid from school You might as well put them into prison Just there and then It does become a cycle mm-hmm. Of re-offending You know the mm. One of the all these quotes, people say the best way to make somebody a career criminal is to put them in jail for like a non-violent crime. They'll come out and just be a worse criminal. Every, anytime you apply for a job, what do you have to put? You have to put, do you have any convictions yeah. and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Jay Huss is never going to have to do that. Mm-hmm. But like 99% of people that are similar to him or people who are influenced by him are going to have to do that. Mm. And not just that, 
99% of people who get arrested for and convicted for crimes like he got convicted for will then spend their life kind of in tatters. So personally, I don't believe that sentences like that should be handed out. I'm very interested to see what he adds as part as somebody who is uh, deep in the conversation that everybody's having because he got convicted for carrying a knife. Mm. I want to see um, how he talks about his life now that he's been inside for that crime. I'm not saying he needs to turn into some spokesman about like youth knife crime, but it's real when people talk about, when a Carla goes on or people on Twitter talk about the impact of sentencing and rete tete. Obviously there's a view he can't have because his life has continued. He went to the O2, 20,000 people and Drake hugging him. Mm. But for other people, for literally everyone else who goes through that, Mm -hmm. it's a totally different experience. And now he has an opportunity to bring that to light. And I'm very interested to see the impact that this has on his music, on his persona, um, publicly, his public persona particularly. Um, And yeah, regardless of what people say, I will never be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw kids in jail for non-violent crime. That's my view. I don't, yeah. See, I... I kind of di- I disagree um because I think that whether the mere fact okay he was carrying a knife mm-hmm. there's intention there I honestly think either to protect yourself or if someone was going to attack you you protect I don't know I was not in his mind mm-hmm. but to me that feels like there was an intention if anything was to happen to use it mm-hmm. so god forbid if that did happen and he did use it mm-hmm. will the conversation we have be the same yeah because it would be a different crime like this yeah, is a but- minority report where you can convict people for the crimes they'll potentially commit but uh, see i i think i guess to a certain extent they were probably trying to make an example of him at the mere fact that he's an artist you know, he was caught carrying a knife. Okay, we're going to make an example of you at the mere fact that, you know, you're carrying a knife. The hot take is knife crime at the moment. Let's make an example but of But what that example show? Because the fact that he's an artist means he can come out and he's not going to go into normal... But he's not going to go job centre. Yeah, absolutely. But so probably, the example means nothing. But to them, they're probably just thinking, well, you know, on the public forum, we don't want to look like it, we're idiots and we're just letting this person get away with okay, whatever. Okay, so that's the example. Okay, yeah. I get that. Um... So I that that's my take. I don't understand why. Uh, what I reckon is that what I feel like a lot of th- th- certain things in particular that like I was a bit unkind of like people are like, oh, free Jay Huss. But n- no, he has to serve his sentence, number one. Mm. Number two, are we going to sit here and just pretend that the boy wasn't caught carrying a knife. Yeah, if you're saying okay, so my view on the free J Huss. If you if you were saying free J Huss just because you want to hear some hot bangers for the summer, then that's a bit like hmm, you know, that's a bit that's a bit sus. You need to take a wider view of the world that you live in, mm-hmm. particularly if you're in the demographics impact. Even if you're not, to be honest, like have a wider view of the mm-hmm. world than you know what tune's gonna bang or what album you're gonna bang when the weather's hot. Um, and then it put, it pulls to the fact of a lot of I feel like culturally mm. it's we pick and choose who we feel that is can get away with things yeah, and we yeah, can yeah, kind yeah, of be yeah. like well you know 
they've did their time and we love them anyway mm-hmm. until they do something shambolical where mm. we're just like, oh, again, it, it pulls back to the counseling culture yeah. of one day someone can do something absolutely great. To me, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm, yeah, Jay Huss is a great artist. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Okay, let, let's see. You're out now. You've done your time. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and celebrate like, yeah, Jay Huss is out. He, ha- he doesn't, he hasn't done anything For my life For me to be sitting here And saying yes I'm so happy he's out He's done his time I hope that he will learn from this Mm -hmm. And this wouldn't be uh, uh, A forthcoming incident Where he's caught Carrying a knife again Or Mm -hmm. if he You know If he does do that Hopefully he doesn't Hopefully his prison stint Has taught him something That actually This is not The life I want to live And this is not the example I'm supposed to be setting Because again If you think about it As much as we As much as I hate to say it Because Artists shouldn't be younger, the younger generation's role models, but but they will, be. but they are. Do you get what yeah. I'm saying? So if someone younger is looking at Jay Huss and you know, oh, he only did eight months, he only got eight months or whatever, then they're gonna think, well, you know, if I'm caught with it, I'm, there's nothing, nothing's really gonna happen to me. But and that's that's where my view comes in: the fact that he did serve, you know, half his sentence, whatever, I come out to celebration. From the biggest rapper in the world at his show and stuff like that's just not reality. Mm. And you know, I feel like he more than anyone has an opportunity to say that's actually not reality. That I he he's one of as the a lucky musician ones. as a musician he does live in a fantasy world yeah. where going to jail, coming out, and literally on the same day, some like some reports are saying he's believed to have come out the same day, the same day to be standing on stage at the O2 with Homecoming. Uh, emblazed on the stage that is a fantasy and Mm. you know these musicians and people with this kind of wealth they live a fantasy world um and yeah we can go too deep into this i think we already have uh quite frankly but you know that's our our views on uh, jay house i'm gonna go through this one super quick super quick Mm -hmm. uh lil nas x now has the hottest song in america with old town road i was like a country trap fusion song so uh it was controversially removed from the billboard country music charts um uh when they basically said that it didn't contain enough elements of country there has been debate in america and i guess over here as well about is the reason because he's black um there's a guy called shane morris on twitter who's done a great thread if you put his name on he's like made it his uh pin tweet now but but he worked in uh, the country music industry and he's done a, a great thread about uh, this case um, The short is TLDR It is because he's black And it's racist um, But interestingly Biddy Ray Cyrus Who is a country music legend He did that song um, Don't Break My Heart My Achy Breaky Heart He's also got a daughter She does music You might have heard of her um, I love how you didn't say her name but. What? Who? <laughs> I, heard, I heard he's got a daughter I don't know um, who she is <laughs> I think called, Hannah I think her name is um, he, he jumped onto the remix And he said It was so obvious After hearing the song Just one time um, it was so obvious after hearing Oh, he said it's country Because it's so obvious after hearing it one time I was thinking, what's not country about this? What's the rudimentary elements about country? Western song Then I thought, it's honest, humble It's infectious, got an infectious hook and a banjo What more do you need? Um, what more do y'all need? I think he said <laughs> um, Yeah, my views, listen, Shine On He's a young black boy from Atlanta Which is in the South Where country music is supposed to be loved Yeah um, so yeah, man, shine on, shine on, in it. Like again, it just brings highlights pre-existing issues uh, around racism in general, uh, racism in the music industry. Who's allowed to make certain types of music? And I think for me, how 
are displays of blackness are accepted by white mainstreams and not. Um, because I, I, th- I was thinking myself about black country music singers. And the first one I thought of was this guy called Darius Rocker. He's done this song called Wagon Wheel. And if you listen to it, you would not think he looks like what he looks like. And I think the fact that he presented country music in a very... The only way I can say it is non-threatening way. Mm-hmm. Not that Old Country Road is actually as a threatening song, whatever mm-hmm. that means. But yeah, I think... Yeah, that's what I just highlighted to me. Uh, yeah. The acceptable face of blackness in, yeah. a, in a white space and in a white world. So yeah, Lil Nas X, shine on young king. Um, you got some some news yeah. for the hive. For the for the beehive. Or the buzzing, you know, buzzing bees. Buzz. Out so there. guys, I think that everyone has actually let's start off. Netflix seems to be the place that keeps giving and giving and giving. And it's basically giving y'all the beehive a little something something from Beyonce. Um so Netflix a couple of days ago dropped the trailer for Homecoming, a film by Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce's out here making, well, she's been making films, but she's now got a film on Netflix. I wonder how large that check was. Um, so after it being rumored for like many months, um, the Beyonce Coachella performance documentary is coming out sooner rather than later. And its streaming giants has officially confirmed it. After blasting promos and social media this weekend, or the weekend just gone, the official trailer for the documentary was released Monday morning, which was yesterday. Um, The official description says that this of this film is the this intimate in-depth look at Beyonce's celebrated 2018 Coachella performance reveals the emotional road from the creative concept to the cultural element. Um, It's been titled the project, um, so they're saying, oh God, I can't read. They did not say explicitly state that the homecoming project is, is in fact, um, Noel's Carter's Coachella documentary, but he's, it is easy to put the information together given the rumours, colour scheme, and the fact that the singer had merchandise line from the Coachella from Coachella entitled Homecoming. Um, so there's been a lot of speculations on whether... With this documentary film coming out, is she bringing out another surprise album for y'all? Is there something in the works in regards to music? I don't think there is, um, but we'll wait and see. You haven't, you don't have to wait long. The project is um, out on Netflix on the seventeenth of April. So um, I guess I know what's going to be played on the seventeenth. Yes. My house. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm so excited. Yes, I don't hate Beyonce. I sound like I do. I really don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a big. I'm not a big massive stan. I'm, yeah, I, that's the same. I can appreciate her. Yeah, exactly. She's she's talented. She does. You know what I mean? Let's let's be honest. The woman works. Yeah, and you can see the work that she puts in. I can't discredit that at all. Um, you know, some people just be overboard with it, but. You know, I will I be watching? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, I'll be watching. Put the content out, and yeah. you know what? Everything she puts out tends to be of high quality, whether you like it or not. And so. funny enough, it's a year, a year that day the 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 thingy comes out because I a remember. year to the day from the Coachella performance. Yeah, then it's about Coachella. Let's not even pretend. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Um, film and TV. So moving on. Um, so I don't know if you saw this trailer. Um, well, this. This kind of like leaked trailer, not leaked trailer, but leaked footage of a film um, starring Daniel, uh, Donald Glover, Rihanna and Letitia Wright called Guava Island. So it's it, that we might have 
a release date for this um, upcoming mysterious project. Mm-hmm. Um, according to Fader, Spotify had spotted um, posted a 30-second ad for Guava Island, which has the date the 13th of April, which is like in a few days. Everything is just happening in April. Yeah. I don't know what's well, going on. It's a very lit month. And some pretty people, much, you know. Um, the date corresponds to Glover's Coachella performance, another oh, Coachella here we thing. Go again. Okay. Um, I think he's performing in this Coachella. Oh, is he? This year's Coachella. Oh, right. Yeah, probably that's why. So, because of this, fans have developed the theory that Guava Island might be the visual album, might be a visual album and a separate film. Um, so several fans have already shared on Twitter, shared the ad on Twitter, coupled with their excitement for the new Childish Gambino, Gambino and Rihanna music. So far, Guava Island has remained a mystery, but we do know what. But what we do know is that Rihanna co-stars in the project with Glover and Letitia Wright and um, Nonso Onozi Onozi are well also, are also reportedly starring in the project. Um, it's actually um, Glover's collaborator was Huro Mururai, who is directing. Sorry, I butchered somebody's name. I, I did try my best. You did, you did. Um, You're getting so, better. So I don't know if you saw this. I didn't. You didn't see this. No, 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 no. Well, it looks very islandy and it looks very kind of like dewy and I don't know why I said dewy, but it looks very kind of like. Like it's one of those. Um, I'm imagining my head like one of them. If you said deserted island, that's what I'm imagining. Okay, so no deserted island. Okay, it's pretty. It's pretty much. Charles Donald Glover plays a guitar, and it looks like he's in a relationship with Rihanna. That's all I got from it, and I'm just okay, like, I, I'm, I'm kind I, of here for this. It looks like it's an artist trying to make their way into kind of like you know getting their music out there becoming successful so okay that's pretty much what i got from the film so looking forward to whether that we get a proper release then whether we get to see that and if it's and something know what that, it's about yeah and know what it's actually about we could be completely off but who knows but hey maybe it's uh, it's marketing through hype because uh you know if you can get especially if it's a cinematic release if you can get high Ticket sales in that first week before people know what it's even about, then boy, yeah, that can that can make or break, uh, make or break success. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we spoke about uh, musicians and acting, uh, stateside. Mm-hmm. How about on these shows? Yes. Dave and Little Sims have been announced in the new series of Top Boy, mm-hmm. uh, which is expected to air in on Netflix this autumn, uh, and is being se- uh, and this series has been exec produced by Drake. Uh, the Canadian rapper bought the rights to the show and it was cancelled from Channel 4. Um, it's so hard to not make a comment about this guy and British culture. I seen one tweet. <laughs> I saw a tweet last week that said, I've never seen somebody who wants a British passport um, more than Shamina Begum. Which, um, well, yeah. Hmm. Aubrey keeps doing the most. Basically. Do you think he's applied for a British passport? Probably. I low-key think he has. I I low-key think he has. Um, Anyway, the trailer was first shown at Drake's concert um, and it's narrated by Little Sims and it was the brainchild of uh, Tolani Shoneye, uh, aka Tolly from Nursey's podcast, and Janik Jani. Um, So I've watched the trailer. I've seen it. We discussed something very similar on the last episode, Re Stormzy. And my thoughts are this. Listen, I love both artists. Uh, last episode, you heard me give Lil Sims five stars for her great uh, great area album. I've seen her live. Absolutely love her. Dave, I've spoken about Lowe's. I feel he's the future of UK rap. So I love him too. 
two things. One, this idea, and you see here and you see it in America, that you need rappers to almost solidify the hood credentials of anything that's set in the quote-unquote hood. It's just a bit tired to me. It's a bit old. Like, oh, we made something about hood. We made something about the ends. Gotta get some rappers in there. Um, Yeah, it feels like just another chapter of that ongoing thing. Um, but then I thought to me myself, I've seen Top Boy season series one and series two, and who are the main stars of Top Boy? Ashley and Kano, um, Ashley Walters and Kane Robinson, um, and they they got the chops to carry this for two seasons. They also did get cancelled by Channel Four, so boy, well, make of that what you will. Um, <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I was going to say something really evil. Oh, oi, oi. God, God, you, God caught your throat there, didn't like, it? Relax. He said, no girl, chill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Go on. But yeah, Ash, Ash, I still can't get used to Ashley Walters thing, even though he's probably been like an actor longer than he's been a rapper now. Um, so we've got evidence in this show that, you know, rappers, musicians can have acting chops. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I would, I think it would be great to see uh, two black kids who've worked at the craft of acting getting jobs in acting. That's my personal view. Okay. Oh, you're waiting for my view? Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah. I don't care for Top Boy. Oh, fair I've been said this on probably the last I think season. I've, I think I've heard you say this, yep. to be fair. It's, I've heard you say this. Why do they bring it back? I don't understand. Drake. The, the, the unnecessary. Like, with so many kind of like stories to tell, mm-hmm. we didn't need this. We didn't need a third part of this story to be told. Yeah, it would have been nice. To get the ending of what happened to the kid that got thrown off the balcony. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched it. But enough is enough, man. It's just like... And it just it just makes me... Mm, yeah. You've heard my views about this. Listen to episode, season, something, episode, whatever. Like, I'm, I don't care. Just not a fan. I'll watch it. Um, I don't think I'm in a rush to watch it. I'd like... I, I, I didn't even watch the trailer I just saw the trailer on the TL And I was like Yeah Do I care It's real no. short It's like 90 seconds I didn't I'm, And that's and not 90 seconds You're going to spend on it And 90 seconds Jesus. I would rather spend on something else Because What could you possibly tell me That you haven't told me In two seasons That the hood's rough There we uh, go It's odd out here like it's still gonna be the same I story boom. concept. It's still gonna be the same thing, but with different characters, like drugs and sex and youth and guns. And like we ain't seen that how many times? I'm sorry, I don't care. But the flip side of that is that's still a real story for a lot of people. So boy, I hear that. But then um, it's a story we know well. Yeah, domestic violence is a story for many people. Can we not talk about that? Hey, do you know what I mean? I'm sorry. You I know, get you I Sex get trafficking you. All of that stuff You know Human trafficking That happens a lot Can we not talk about that Also I don't want to hear about the hood We mentioned agendas earlier In a different context In this episode But if there is an agenda That might actually be The realest agenda Impacting the black community In a negative light My personal view um, Not a reflection On my views On anyone Mm -hmm. Well, theatre Theatre wise um, So this came up on the stage And obviously I had to kind of like talk about it Because I thought oh why not Um, So creative industry diversity To be focused on an all new parliamentary 
uh, all, an all party all party parliamentary group so a new cross party group dedicated to improving diversity in the culture in the creative industry has been established and will be chaired by form, former culture minister ed Vazi. Um, I hope I said his name right. The all-party parliamentary group was um, for creative diversity hopes to hold roundtable meetings every two months, each focusing on individual industries, including theatre, music and film. Um, The group's vice chair will be Piers Fiola Benjamin, Jane um, Bonneman Carter, Deborah Bull, and as well as well as cross-party MPs, including Tracy um, Brabin, Lucia, Lu- Luciana Berger, Chi Oroa, Sharon Hodgson, Helen Grant, and Rupert Huck. Oh, loads of names. Um, um, from the meetings, recommendations will be made both to government and, of course, the industry. Um, Vasi, who held a number of diversity roundtables from which he was cultural minister, says our creative industries are flourishing, but we still have a long way to go into ter- in terms of diversity and inclusion. Take television, for example. According to Directors UK, between 2013 and 2016, just 22 of episodes on the main channel were made Black, Asian and minority ethnic directors and the proportion of female directors dropped in the same period. This is clear that it is clear that more is needed to be done and I hope that the APPG can be the catalyst for real change across the sector. Um, The day-to-day running of the group will be carried out by um, Alex Peasants from um, is it Vi- Viri's group? I've got Visey. Visey's group. And, I'm not sure. And Joanna Abrilli, the founder of an inclusive recruitment business, Hidden Talent, who happens to be my mentor. Well, so I was just like, um, yes, please. So I know she works closely with a lot of um, major companies in regards to diversity inclusion and how um, a lot of big companies can improve that. Um, so I'm here for this, you know, Enough of the talk. Yes, we're doing these roundtables, mm-hmm. but what's the what's the effect afterwards? Mm. Um, what are they planning to do with this afterwards? And it also poses this is an afterthought, and we haven't got much time. Um, but it made me think about something that people were celebrating, which I was not here to celebrate, and I wanted to do a thread about it, but I was like, nah, Juliana, we're not about to do a think piece. So after 59 years, Coronation Street have introduced a black family. And everyone is happy about this. And I'm just like, why are we happy about this? Like, I think for me, we should be talking, we should, we should be actually not angry. Okay, yeah, cool. We've got a back family, but let's look at this really deeply. Why is it taken 59 years for a family to appear in Coronation Street in the streets of Manchester? Yeah. I get that. I don't think that's something I'm not celebrating. I'm no, actually really I'm pissed off about. Uh, but my view is I'd rather have like an all black show set in Manchester than a black family. A token black Street. family. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's my personal view. My, my view on this, look, bring, do something, innit? Like yeah. that's, that's really it. Yeah. Do something and show me that you're worth this, uh, 
this group is worthy of this group's existence. You know, mm-hmm. you got to do something. You know, you work in the creative industries. I work around the creative industries. Have worked in the creative industries. We've seen it. We've seen the do. We've spoken about it in our little tidbits on this show. Do something. Yeah. You know, do something, and I'll I'll applaud you until that day. Um. Uh, you know, We're just gonna have to wait and see. But when it? I see the word diversity, you've already I've already switched off. Unless it's the dance group, in yeah. which case <laughs> I'm trying to see how how tall the the, the light skinned boy has gotten. That's my whole interest in diversity, <laughs> right there. I'll be very honest with you. Um, but yeah, no, I guess we'll have to see um, where these conversations are taken, and you know, half how far they will help the, help the correct the creative creative industry progressing in regards to diversity and inclusion mm-hmm. let's not forget that because in, including is very very important yeah anyway moving on swiftly olivia do, do awards. you want to talk about olivia awards oh yeah i was right what about oh the oh oh your 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 predictions yep okay I, the, the inheritance swept everything there you go there's a summary <laughs> there, there's a great summary there yeah um Sharon D. Clark, though, shout out to her for winning yes. uh, Best Actress in a Musical. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's my whole view right there. Shout out to her. Yeah, because uh, I, I, re- I was quite I really dis- like her as actress. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's she's wicked. Yeah. So I, I was quite disappointed that none of the kind of like shows that did phenomenally well um, throughout last year didn't leave with anything. But uh, well, here we go. We if, if you ever read the stage in the Guardian. Theatre, um, maybe even Telegraph Theatre or whatever, you will know. Yeah, pretty much. You know what theatre critics like and don't like. Yep. And, um, yeah. And it, I guess it's clear to see that it's still not black theatre, but here we go. Yeah, well, you can see what, like when you see the little clip of what they look like on the start of the article. Yep. And you see how, you know, you mention their name in theatre circles and how well they're known. Yep. You know, so you know mm-hmm. we've done we've done too many award shows in this yeah. season. Yeah, anyway, let's move on swiftly. So before we wrap up the show, Opportunities Corner is back. Yes, I've got one for you guys. Yes, um, and this one is the BBC Studios Writers Academy is back. Um, I believe it started. It was started off by um, John York, and it was done over over a, over a few years ago, and it kind of was it kind of disappeared for a bit, but now it's back. Um, so if you want the opportunity to write for EastEnders, Casualty, Hobie City, Doctors and River City, and of course you want the opportunity to work with some of the UK's best television drama production companies, the BBC Studios Writers Academy will give a minimum of eight writers a year paid training with guaranteed commission at the BBC's flagship shows as well as chance to develop an original project with the BBC Studios production company. They want writers who are passionate about TV drama, bursting with ideas and love for popular drama. Um, so like I mentioned, the the BBC Studios Writers Academy is led by John York. And over the years, you will receive over the year, you'll receive training and lectures from a range of different um, industry practitioners. You will learn about the, the about television production gain um gain direct writing experience at on at least three of bbc's content continuing dramas alongside mentoring from the companies behind les mis les mis um mc mcmafia brexit the uncivil war curfew and the end of the fucking world and many more um so previous graduates of the writers academies have written 
for or created over 1,000 hours of TV, including The Man in the High Castle, Killing Eve, Pure, Father Brown, Doctor Doctor Who, Grandchester, Killed by My Debt, My Debt, as well as all major continuing dramas. Um, so the course will begin on the 20th. It will begin September 2019. And to be eligible, you'd need to have at least one professional drama commission in film, TV, radio or theatre or writers with a literal agent, but no professional credit are also eligible to apply. You will also need to need to send a story idea and an original drama script in any medium apart from a novel, poem or short stories. So applications are opened from the 8th of April, which was a few days ago, and you must submit by the 7th of May 2019 at 12 noon. Um, we will share a link because I think BBC Writers Room have a e-submission link that you can share all your stuff to. But yeah, I think that's it's a great opportunity for up-and-coming writers that want a year experience, but also at the same time get paid for it. Because yeah. we're all out here. We all want to be, some of us want to be writers, mm-hmm. but we're just doing it as a passion rather than being paid for it. So this is a fantastic opportunity so make sure you apply if this is something you want to do same i mean i just i would not like definitely apply um yeah and for those who qualify for the applicant or for you know meet the criteria definitely apply and for those who don't because you have to have some credentials before you go and apply for this um keep working at it yeah and so, hopefully you get there sound waves sound waves do you have any sound waves this week you know what we we not got time. Let's we go. Got time. Okay. So the Tristan Baines Theatre have a now have launched the queer season. Woohoo! Um, so their next John Thor initiative season is an association with This Is Otherland is now on sale. Um it's a season of representation and visibility for the LGBTQIA plus artists to nature and develop their work. So the season begins in April, obviously. And there's a variety of shows, um, all tickets, and it ends in June. All tickets are either five, £7 or £5. Um, and make sure you head over to their website um, to check out what you can go and see. There's quite a few shows that I'm, I'm looking, I might go and book a ticket for. I think Mumba is directing a show. I can't oh, remember. is it? Yes. Oh, I think, okay. I think it's called Sticks and Mangoes or Mangoes and Sticks. I don't know. I think it's, but yeah, Mumba's um, directing a show okay. as part of the season. So, Zambian yeah. talent there. Okay, yes. I'm about it. I'm so, about it. No, that wasn't about it before. Like, but just, now it's just, just like, I'm really about it. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just to be clear before people yes. spread accusations about me. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So make sure you go and grab your ticket if you want to see some new queer theatre, which yes. I'm so here for. Do, do, we, do we have, do you have a song of the week? Uh, are we yes, doing song of the week now? Yes. Okay, we are. Yes. Just shaking. Song of the week. I actually have, I have not been able to have a proper research, but. No, no, you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen managed to send me like this R&B album that I thought I was going to recommend, but then I was just oh, like. Oh, Seed, what's it called? Oh, I don't know. Wow, 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 wow. Stephen, you hear that? Hold, hold on, wait a minute. Let me find it. <laughs> you see how you're being taken seriously? 
It's called Bussin' by Devin Morris, but I'm not recommending a song from there. Bussin' by Devin Morris. Yeah, but it's really... I'm listening to some of his music uh, recommendations before and I've been really feeling them, so... It's really R&B. When I heard it, I was like, oh, wow, this is this is old school R&B we're talking about here. But yeah, that's not my song. Um, My song is a soca tune as per usual. Um, it's by Lyrical Con- It's called It's by Lyrical And uh, Travis World And it's one of those ones Which I Have been getting a vibe to So yeah And it's called Zigzag was um zigzag by lyrical and travis scott okay. one to wind your waist too so yeah sure. usually I'm, I'm 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 kicking off my personal soaker season by april oh but see i'm so you don't all have year one round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean i'm soaker all year round but it definitely peaks from april to august um but this year it hasn't really hit me yet but I, I don't feel very spring-like like i know the sun's like out longer but I'm it also still like busting my winter yeah. coat. So it's a bit like, come on, that. come on now. Um, my song of the week, this is an artist who was featured in the Google Doodle actually earlier last week. Yes. Uh, so it, it kind of made me think of him. Um, I was blessed to see him live once actually with my sister. Uh, and he is a jazz music legend. Uh, South African trump- trumpeter I think that's what he calls Someone who plays trumpet Trumpeter And singer Hugh Masekela um, And I've got loads of songs I like I genuinely do like him as an artist But I think this is It's not one of his most popular songs uh, But it's I, Probably my favourite song by him Probably By, like, by hair's breath um, And it's his version of a song called Mbombela Yeah, so that's Mombella by Hugh Masakella. Yeah, it's just honestly one of my indescribably favorite songs. I just, anytime I'm in a, if you see me and I'm in a grumpy mood, you play that song, yeah, I'll be enjoying life <laughs> again. Yeah. But do you know what? I love how different our, our song choices are this, this. They different. usually are quite different. To yeah, be they fair. are. Yeah, I think I've been picking, I think I've probably picked like, Sad music for the last <laughs> few weeks, so I wanted to make an active effort to not do that this time around. Yeah, uh, I don't think I did that. I think I did that. Yeah, uh, Juliana. So we have an announcement, guys. Announcement. Announcement. So after four seasons, I've written this down because I'm really shit at like speaking off the cuff. Speaking off the cuff. Yeah, literally. After four seasons and nearly three years. Um, we have decided to end the chapter of Artistic State of Mind 
for now that is <laughs> before people get like oh my god are you guys leaving for good um for now um so this isn't the last episode we have one more episode to give y'all and what we'll do is we'll make sure it's a special leaving gift before we go um we've decided for now to just kind of like take a long break a very very long break um and we don't know when we'll be back um or if we'll be back but i guess it's just kind of watching this space for sure for sure so um yeah yeah that's that's our announcement that's the decision that's, that's, we have yeah. made and now I, I just want to let the listeners know it's not a decision we made lightly we have uh spoken about it um mm-hmm. and both of our views on it had both decided for our personal lives and for the podcast and mm-hmm. creativity etc uh as passionate yeah. we are about the pod and about uh the work that we try to highlight here um it was just time yeah it was 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 time to uh take that break for the podcast and for ourselves as human beings which mm-hmm. we actually are mm-hmm. so yeah i think i'll have like more soppy things to say in the next episode i'm quite an emotional guy you know so i'll probably i'll probably bring tissue oh my that. god <laughs> the amount of times i've cried like let me tell you something i the first job i ever had and it was like a one-year internship so i knew i was leaving after a year yeah i'm in the club on my leaving do i'm at his shedding tears really swear down <laughs> apparently i can't confirm this because i was actually like yeah i was hmm, wived apparently <laughs> at my engagement party uh, two of my fiance's cousins were talking to me like, oh, we love you so much. You're just so lovely. She said I cried. My fiance said I cried. Oh, is it? I can't confirm this, wow. but I am going to see them on like a couple of weeks. So they'll tell me if I really did shed tear at my own engagement party or not. But yeah, I bring tissues. Oh my um, God. And yeah, you, you'll see the real, real softer side of me. I'm the polar opposite. I'm not, not, not hard as rocks, but. I'm, I'm attracted to people. I'm, I'm, I'm drawn to people around me in my life who are not as emotional as me. So I'm very <laughs> used to it. From my family, to my life partner, to my podcast partner. Like literally everyone around me is the polar opposite, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's no, a even good when thing. I've left, not everyone, like, but most people. When I've left old jobs, I'm like, I'm, I'm really awkward. I just don't like goodbyes because it's just awkward. Because everyone's just like, oh my god, I'm so sad to leave. I'm just like, I just want to take my bag and go. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm the total opposite. I'm the total opposite. Like, but yeah, I will shed tear about everything. So, but yeah, no, we still got one more episode. We like do. We said we we're do. gonna make it a special one. Oh, I'm, I'm already getting emotional. Just oh my about god, it. really, Tom? Oh, I'm telling you, Jules. I swear to you, Jeez. I will probably cry. I actually oh, probably cry. God. Yeah, so get ready for that. <laughs> but yeah, where can they find us? So you can find us. Off? You can find us on Twitter at artistic som. Find us on Instagram at artistic som pod, and on Facebook at artistic state of mind. You can find me, Chamake, on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat, which I don't really use that much. On Chama underscore Kay. Cool. And you can find me on Jules Montana eighty eight on Twitter, and um, my production company is Purple Night Cole, Purple Night C O L on Instagram and on Twitter too. So yeah, it's been fun. Have a blessed week, guys, and yeah. enjoy the. Episode. I hope you enjoy the episode. Until the next time. Peace. Bye.